This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 269. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. Now, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know that Larissa and I are very passionate about animals. When we became vegetarians five years ago, it was our love for animals that made us make the decision to give up meat. And today we are proud mommies to five rescues. Jake Ryan, who's, we have three cats, Jake Ryan, Samantha Baker, and Iggy Threadgood, and two dogs who have been with us. Cosmo Kramer has been with us almost two years and uh two year, almost two years or a little over two a little years. over two years. wow time goes by I so know. fast <laughs> and uh ruthie bader ginsburg who is the newest member of our family and who we are celebrating today august 12th because it is her gotcha day it is the day that we adopted her from a foster family mm-hmm. and uh really cute story that we actually were looking at for another dog, but the foster didn't call us back right away. And so we thought, okay, well, let's just go look at some other puppies. And we happened to see her and her foster mom was coming in with a lot of other animals that they were it was going at a to, Petco. I it was think. a Petco. They were doing an adoption event. The woman came in, her name was Goldie. She came in with uh, carrying Ruthie, whose name at the time was Amy. Amy. <laughs> and and uh, she was she came over and she just she was carrying her like a baby and but she was like twelve pounds, I think, at the time, ten or twelve pounds. And she just handed her to Larissa. Just mm-hmm. and just like a baby. She never touched the ground. She never touched the ground until we brought Cosmo over to make sure that he wouldn't eat her or anything. <laughs> and uh, you know, they sniffed each other and then they Kind of just sat down together mm-hmm. and lay down together yeah. just after just a few minutes. So mm-hmm. we knew that she was supposed to come home with us. So today we are celebrating Ruthie's Gotcha Day. And uh, we also want to talk about some things that you can do. Eight things, as a matter of fact. I think I was originally going to put ten. But I think there's eight things that you can do in your community to help animals so if you're like us our house is full or you're just not in a position to be able to take any there are still some things that you can do to help animals in your community so we're going to give you eight ways you can do that awesome but before we get into that let's do a new rating let's do it and uh so this rating comes from veg curious nicole and uh the title of the review is uh amazing humorous and helpful She says, hi, I'm a fairly new listener, although I don't feel like it. I've been binge listening to your podcast since I found it. Thanks to the job I have, I'm quickly catching up since I can listen to three to six episodes each workday. Wow. Wow. I am seriously (laughs) I don't know that I could even listen to myself. I know, right? (laughs) Kudos to you. Uh, I am seriously loving the podcast. It makes my workday go so much faster and gives me a reason to look forward to going. I'm using it as a motivation for work by only letting myself listen when I'm working. Oh, that's fun. I do the same thing with reading uh, fiction right. and uh, working out. I only work read when I'm on the bicycle. All right. So uh, she says, uh, there's so much great information in each show and it's helping me make better decisions daily. I am not currently vegan, but am vegetarian. I'm slowly working dairy and other 
animal products out of my diet and have decided that I'm not going to buy any additional animal products. Just use what I have left in my home rather than throw it all out. You have no idea how much you, the Peas and Carrot Society, and your podcast mean to me. What up, guys? <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the time and effort you've put into this. I hope you can you continue for a long time to come as I will be a lifelong listener, even if it means just listening to reruns. I All my love and support, Nicole, Oregon City, Oregon. That's oh, so thank awesome. You. Thank you so much. Okay, and before we get into our main episode, we also have some sponsor information. This episode of the Vegetarians In podcast is brought to you by our Golden Apple Roundtable. If you're not familiar with our the members of our Golden Apple Roundtable, they're the folks that help ensure that the lights stay on at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with a monetary show of support every month via Patreon.com. If you're not familiar with Patreon, Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, and community members. Many people don't realize that it does cost money for us to keep a podcast going every month. We have to pay media hosting, web hosting equipment, all that sort of thing. And uh, these folks, uh, the monetary support they provide us goes directly back into the cost of producing this show. And we are very excited to announce that we do have a new member of the Golden Apple Roundtable. And that is Debbie Prince, who came in at the Carrot Crusader level. Thank you so much, Thank Debbie. Thank you, Debbie. We appreciate it. Greatly appreciate and it. And every dollar a month that uh, we get goes a long way towards helping us to uh, defray some of the costs. That's right. So if you head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen, you will see a video of Larissa and I where we talk about the mission of vegetarian zen, why we formed it. And you'll see some more information about the podcast below the video. And then also on the right hand side, you will see of the page, you will see various support levels every everywhere from a dollar a month to $50 a month. You might think a dollar a month won't help that much, but guess what it does? Mm-hmm. When 10 people give a dollar a month, that does help us every month. So Let me see. we greatly That's appreciate it. $10 a month. <laughs> I did the math. The math is right, <laughs> and right on the fly, too. That I was know, really right? awesome. Now, if you're not able to contribute on a monthly basis, we totally get it. We also have on our website a one-time button located uh, on there, on the right-hand side, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. This is Bias a Juice. And there are different contribution levels as well, where it's just a one-time contribution. And that's through PayPal. That's right. One other way you can help to support the show is to head out to our website at vegetarianzen.com. And you will see a tab there that says, uh, I think it's the shop at Vegetarian Mm -hmm. Zen. You will find some Vegetarian Zen swag. Now, if you contribute to at some certain levels on our Patreon campaign that we just talked about, you do get some free swag. But if you're not able to give on a monthly basis, but you still want to help support the show, why not head out and get yourself a Veg Zen t-shirt or sticker or bumper magnet or recyclable grocery bag. We have those things out on our website. We don't talk about it very much, uh, but we did get uh, recently an order for a sticker and I thought, you know what, we probably need to remind people that that's out there right. um, because we do have folks saying, you know, how can I help? And again, we have Patreon uh, uh, supporters and, and all of that. So uh, this is just another way you can help to support the show. All right. Are we ready to get into the main topic? Let's do it. 
All right, as we mentioned in the intro, we are extremely passionate about animals, and we are proud mommies to the babies in our household. Uh, we know that a lot of you are, of our, a lot of our community members are also very passionate about animals, and we know this because we see pictures <laughs> posted on our peas and carrots. Uh, we get a lot of comments when we post uh, pictures of ours, so we know that uh, people are passionate about animals. A lot of people cite animal uh, welfare as Mm -hmm. the reason that they gave up uh, eating meat. But we know it can be hard to find the time and the money to invest into helping the animals. So today we want to share eight ways that you can help animals in need because if we all do even one small thing to help them, that really would make a huge difference. Oh, definitely. So let's talk about uh, social media first. Uh, You know, everybody... I would say just about everybody is, uses some form of social media these days. And it's very powerful. Uh, you know, you've, you, you see the power of social media in just all kinds of different areas. So in, in um, uh, human rights things and animal rights and, you know, politics and all this stuff. But so one of the uh, things that you can do that is free, you know, doesn't cost you anything, just a little time is to, uh, use your social media accounts to follow shelters. Um, so especially like your local shelters, your local city and surrounding areas. A lot of these shelters uh, are out in kind of rural areas um, and they they really don't get a lot of funding. I mean, you know, the Humane Society gets, they do a lot of campaigning and everything, but some of these smaller shelters just don't. And so they could use a lot of support. Uh, So, you know, by following your shelters, you uh, can stay current on events that they're having, like adoption events, uh, wellness fairs, low-cost pet care. So if you have pets and you're looking for low-cost, like spay-neuter or shots or uh, microchipping, a lot of these shelters will offer that. And by following them, you'll you'll find out about those. Yeah, and even if these aren't events that you would necessarily go to, these are things that you can still share and help get out there and say, hey, anybody in need of some low-cost pet care, you share these out to your folks and your your folks, your friends, and maybe they'll share it. And, and also put a little note saying, please share, maybe others. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, that's just exponentially helping that shelter reach more people. Right. You know, they can't reach everybody. So just saying, please share this in case others can benefit from it. And you never know. I mean, uh, you know, that could that could really go a long way. Right. And then, you know, another thing is to share adoption profiles. A lot of these shelters will put on their social media uh, their profiles of animals that they actually have there at the moment that need homes. And by sharing these with your friends, maybe if you know someone who's looking for a dog or a cat, uh, you, you know, by sharing those profiles out, they could potentially get adopted. And in, in fact, that's how we got Iggy, our cat. <laughs> uh, Vicky's cousin, Laura, uh, worked with the uh, Feral Cat Society. And she had a bunch of kittens and Iggy was one of them. And then uh, Ruthie, I actually, it's funny, I actually saw... We fell saw in love with her picture. That's why oh, we, we were yeah. sharing it. And then I, Larissa said, look at this one. Look how cute she is. Yes. You know, we should put that picture on uh, uh, in the peas and carrots. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, super cute. And then uh, Ruthie was similar. I, I actually saw her uh, profile on uh, San Antonio Pets Alive. And, and like you said in the beginning, we weren't actually looking for her. We were looking for a different dog but we ended up with her yeah what's funny about that too is that somebody was looking to we were thinking about adopting a friend's pet or something and then it got adopted out Mm -hmm. 
And I thought to myself, wait a minute, we still have room for another mm-hmm. dog. I think we have room for another dog. So that's how we ended up getting Ruthie. <laughs> All right, so many pet shelters also share lost and found photos, so this can be very helpful. Also, a lot of the local vets have that as well. Veter- veterinary um, clinics. Uh, clinics have that, so it's really good to be on the lookout for those. And uh, also, you can generate fundraisers via Facebook. A lot of people do that for their birthdays, which is really cool. And um, the other thing that you can do social media-wise is you can uh, share a touching adoption videos. Those always get to me. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You know, I forgot to preface this by saying we're both getting over a oh, cold. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we sound a little bit, uh, yeah, we sound a little bit uh, nasally. Of, <laughs> it's not the bad. It's not a bad recording. It's a uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, we we we've been going to a lot of estate sales. There's a lot of dust. And a lot of people and people touching things. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to up the antioxidants and the berries and all of that stuff. Or wear hazmat suits when we go sourcing <laughs> for eBay. <laughs> all right. The second thing you can do to help animals in your community is to walk dogs and pet cats. You used, didn't you used to go pet cats at the Humane Society? I did. Um, I Yeah, I haven't done it in a long time, but I, I did. And it's 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 nice, but it's hard too, you know? It um, is because you want to take them all well, like but fostering. I, 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 I really know. can't. I, I'm happy to help fosters. Yeah. And, and that's a big reason why we, we uh, adopted the way we did Ruthie mm-hmm. um, by, by taking a, a foster one, uh, one that was being fostered. fostered. I would keep them all. I know it would <laughs> be know. so hard. It would get so attached. It'd be really hard to give that up. But if you can, and this is just another way, this is why we're giving a variety of ways, walk some dogs because Mm -hmm. a lot of these shelters, they just don't have the staff members to take all of these animals for walks regularly. So by volunteering some time to walk dogs, you're going to help ensure that they get proper exercise. Mm -hmm. And then also that they're getting very well socialized around people because this makes them really good candidates for adoption. If they're used to being around people and pet and getting the good exercise, when people come looking at them, they're going to be, you know, very, they're going to have very good demeanors. I know it breaks my heart a lot of times when you see these animals in the shelters that are scared. Mm-hmm. And it really takes a special person to adopt an animal like that because it takes a lot of work to work right, with them. So right, hopefully, you know, if you're, if they're around people more, that will help them to be good adoption candidates. Right, right. So the uh, third tip is, you know, not everybody has a lot of extra money sitting around to donate. And if you don't have that extra money, you can still donate. You can donate skills. So if you're a photographer, uh, if you're a web designer, a trainer, maybe a a writer, you know, that you can write for their website or do um, content for flyers or whatever, uh, media experts, you can donate your skills, even I would say probably even like construction uh, to do handyman to do like um, fixing things around shelters and building pens and things like that. You know, you can donate skills and time to help kind of help shelters save some money that they would normally have to pay for those services. Yeah. You know, there's a, the, there is a cool website that I found that the link is going to be in the show notes. It's called one picture saves.com that helps groom and photo animals to help them look their best for the adoption photos. And what's really cool on the site is they'll show before and after. Oh. And you know, like ours, even like Cosmos was, was his intake photo, right? And he looked very sickly. Poor, poor baby. He, he had parvo. He had ringworm, and it was in mm-hmm. black and white. And it was very. It was just a not a great photo. 
Um, but these will these uh, this company will come in and they'll help to groom the animal and take a really good oh. photo to help them again, you know, be more adoptable. Right. So the link will be there in the show notes for that. Right, right. Okay. All right. Number four is donate supplies. Shelters and rescues always need supplies like food, toys, towels. Uh, you know, just keep an eye out. Even at garage sales and even discount items on at retail stores, these can really help your shelter out. So, uh, you know, we go to a lot of garage sales and I started thinking about that too. I started thinking, you know, there might be some things we see there that even if they're just towels. Well, even we estate find. sales. I mean, mm-hmm. estate sales, there's always a room, a bedroom in somewhere in a house that's just got a bed that's just full of towels yeah. all over it. And, you know, that's something that we, we probably should start doing is because we always go on the last day anyway, where everything's really cheap. So just pick up a whole bunch of towels, right. you know, say, just go straight to the Humane Society yeah. and drop them off. Yeah, drop them off. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Tip number five is to foster a pet. Now we mentioned this is this might not be feasible feasible for everyone, just given your living conditions. You know, our house is full now, mm-hmm. and um, but you know, shelters can be very crowded and loud. Not to mention the amount of social and exercise time these animals get is very limited. Right. So. If you are in a position to be able to help foster an animal, this really helps them be socialized. And we're not just talking about dogs either, cats as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being around people will really help them to be more adoptable and give them a place where they feel safe. Right. And, you know, it, not just dogs and cats. I mean, shelters have other animals too. Shelters right. have rabbits. Mm-hmm. Shelters have, you know, other pets. So maybe, you know, if you don't have space or, you know, for a dog or cat, maybe a rabbit or something like that. All right. So tip number six, transporting animals. Uh, shelters and rescues and shelters don't always have, you know, of extra available staff to take animals to maybe appointments. If, if they don't have a, if it's a small shelter, they might not have a vet on site. You know, I know like the Humane Society and bigger shelters usually do, but these smaller kind of uh, uh, um, I don't want to say homegrown rescues, but yeah. the smaller, like more rural ones might not, they can't afford that. So they have to take their pets, their, their rescues to a local vet. And uh, they, especially small places like that might not have staff or, you know, extra people to do that. So if you have a van or if you have, you know, uh, a truck with a can- something that, that you can transport animals, that would be of huge value to some of these places. So tip number seven is to support cruelty-free manufacturers. So, you know, we've done several episodes on cruelty-free products. The most recent one was episode 260, which was specifically about pet products that are cruelty-free. We also did way back uh, episode 60. Five was uh, finding cruelty-free pet products. And then episode 64 just before that was just a, a basic intro to cruelty-free um, products. So cruelty yeah, free we get a lot of questions from our community members about cruelty-free companies. Mm-hmm. And luckily, even in the time that we've been vegetarians, which we became vegetarians in 2013, we have seen a big increase in, oh, yeah. cruelty, in the cruelty-free industry. Companies that are very proud to say that they don't mm-hmm. test on animals. Right. So, you know, giving your money to companies that incorporate cruelty-free practices is a great way to, as we always say, vote with your dollars. So, uh, and the other thing you can do is 
when you do this, um, email them or tweet or comment on Facebook and Instagram to let them know how much you appreciate that they're taking these steps and, and making this effort uh, to look out for our animal friends. Yeah, and I would publicly, even if you're on, like for example, if you're on Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. one of the companies that I, I use because... They one of the reasons is because they are uh, cruelty free as the Dollar Shave Club. Mm-hmm. I, I get like you know shaving stuff from them, and um, I made sure to tag them and to say we appreciate your cruelty free uh, practices, your business, because that and that means a lot to them because they specifically are trying to uh, trying to do that. Right. right? All right. And the last point here, uh, number eight, is help pets of the homeless. This week is also Feeding Pets of the Homeless Week. This is August 13th through August 19th. Now, in searching for some ways to help pets of homeless, I found a site called petsofthehomeless.org. Now, this is homeless people who have pets. That's right. Okay. That's right. Uh, on, and on this site, it says that about 5 to 10%, and even up to 25% in some places, of homeless people have pets. Mm-hmm. And just because they have lost their homes now, now this it's easy to say, and I probably at one point in my life, I probably thought this, is if you see a homeless person with a dog or uh, some sort of pet, to think to yourself, well, you know, why they, they can't, they don't have a they home, have no why would they have, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to rush to that judgment, but... What you need to remember is a lot of times they had pets before they became homeless Mm -hmm. and they didn't want to give up that companionship or this, the pet that they have perhaps was homeless as well. Mm -hmm. And this is their companion. So rather than judge or just jump to conclusions, try to help. Mm -hmm. Right. Definitely. Um, So this pets of the homeless dot org, they, it's really cool because they have some, uh, drop-off points where um, people can drop off food and supplies to help uh, the pets that that need this stuff. Mm-hmm, right. So um, there's a map that has uh, throughout the U.S., uh, Canada, and also Australia. Oh, nice. Yeah, so this goes quite, quite a bit away. So you can like look at the map and find what's closest to you. Yeah. Right. yeah. And that, you know, that's so, that's so, so uh, such a valuable service too because you know there are lots of organizations that are around to help homeless people right but i i can't imagine that they really get too many donations there for for of pet food right you know or Mm -hmm. things for animals yeah all right so hopefully this information has helped give you some ideas with respect to how you can help our animal friends we know a lot of our community members have their own pets. So when your house is full like ours is, we're hoping these ways that we shared with you will help you to still be able to help our animal friends in need. And we hope that this has also inspired you to look for ways uh, to, to help. Mm-hmm. And I did want to share one quote that uh, I think is very appropriate. We haven't done a quote of the week mm-hmm. in a while, but yeah. I thought it was very appropriate. And I think we've shared this before. Probably. Uh, But the quote is, until one has loved an animal, a part of one's soul remains unawakened. Oh, I just love that. (laughs) I know. It always hits me. We need that on a t-shirt. Right? (laughs) That's true. That's true. And that was uh, Anatole France. France? Francais. France. France. (laughs) Okay. Recipe of the week. We have a special guest who's going to be giving the recipe of the week this week. And that is our youngest 
dog, Ruthie Bader Ginsburg. I'm so excited. I am so excited. I can't wait. I have been waiting for this day forever. So um, this week's recipe is it's from a website and uh, mom found this and uh, we're going to make these later. White mom. White. Please say. Yeah. Yep. Okay. okay. Thank you. Okay. Um, this is a website and it's called five vegan dog tweets. You can make at home and they are so awesome. I, I cannot wait to the, and okay. So I can't help but notice that um, there's also a link in this outline that says PETA's five easy DIY vegan cat tweet <laughs> recipes. And I don't understand why this is in here. I I don't <laughs> think that the cats need these. Um, it's just my personal opinion. But I, I think that they're spoiled enough. <laughs> But anyway, um, you, you guys should check this out. This website is awesome. Thank you, Ruthie. Go oh, play. You're welcome. Okay, see you next time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she is such a character. She is. <laughs> All right. The, the resource this week is adoptapet.com. Now, this was formerly 1-800-SAVE-A-PET.com, and it is a 501c. It took me a bit to find that on their <laughs> website. But this uh, company is North America's largest nonprofit pet adoption website. They have over 17,000 animal shelters, humane societies, SPAs, uh, pet rescue groups, and pet adoption agencies advertise their homeless pets to millions of adopters a month for free. So uh, they use the power of the internet to connect adopters with shelters, pets, and and, uh, help pets to go from alone to adopted. Yeah, and you know what I really liked a lot about this particular site was the education articles they had on there. So it wasn't just about, you just didn't go on there and see a lot of pets up for adoption. They had like videos to help you understand what to consider before you're adopting a pet. You know, because it's easy to just fall in love with a picture and just go, oh, you know, yeah, I want that dog. And a lot of people yeah. do that. And then they ended up having to turn the dog back in because they didn't spend time disciplining the dog or, you yeah. know, things like that. So, well, and the other thing is, is to think of is that you have to know how much dog you can handle or, uh, you know, what kind of, of maintenance and care different types of dogs need. Yeah. Cause even if it's shelter pets and they're just mutts, you know, they still, uh, they're a mix of breeds, so if there's obviously, you know, if there's a dog that obviously has some German Shepherd in him, you need to know, you know, ways to care for German Shepherd. I mean, Ger- German Shepherds are double coated. They need a lot of grooming. Uh, they may have some behavior things that you want to think about, uh, you know, is this the right dog for your household? Yeah. And the same thing with cats. I mean, you know, there are things that you can learn about cat care before, especially if you've never had a cat before. Um, you know, we saw something the other day. I don't remember what it was. It was a show we were watching and, and uh, somebody made the comment that cats are a-holes. And, uh, you know, I mean, come on. It, it's true. I mean, we love them. I love them to pieces. But, yeah, they can be a little um, yeah. uh, when we, uh, particular. We, we have a sign downstairs in, in our uh, guest restroom that says, uh, for a balanced life, you need a, a dog to adore you and a cat to ignore you. Yep. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. All right. Well, hopefully this episode has given you a lot of ideas and a lot of good resources. So go check it out. Until next time. Wait, mom, wait, can I do it? 
What? Did I do it? Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.